You're listening to the Wander Well Podcast, your place for travel and wellness, entrepreneurship how-tos, transparency, inspiration, and motivation. I'm your host, Katie J. Today, I'm excited to share an interview with Brianna from Yumi Travel. I first heard about her from Instagram, and she's one of the managers of Black Travel Journey. She just graduated from college this past year, but she has a wealth of experience to share. Let's go ahead and get started. Uh, So I'll just get started with the icebreaker question, which is, what book do you think every person needs to read and why? Hmm. Okay, so there's this book that I really love. It's called The Untethered Soul. Um, I love that book. Me too. I was just about to say I can't remember the author's name. So Neither can maybe, I. Okay. <laughs> um, but I love that book. I've had it for a few years. And it's kind of one of those books that you just always go back to. Um, so I have it on my uh, counter and or my dresser. And I just leave it. But then when I feel like I need little pieces from it, you know, I'll just pick it up. So definitely. One of my biggest takeaways from that book was when they said, I say they because I can't remember if the author is a male or female, um, they said that the thoughts that go on in your head are not you and that you mm. need to detach from that. And I was like, oh, yes. that is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I was reading this when I was like in high school. So I think I definitely, you know, need to pick it up like every few years because it kind of changes. Yes, absolutely. That someone... Uh, a different interview that I did a few days ago, yeah. they said The Alchemist. And I was like, well, that's another book that I definitely need to read again because I know I miss some things. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, then let's just have you introduce yourself and then also tell our audience what it is that you're called to do. Yeah. Um, so I'm Brianna. Um, I'm a writer a poet uh, and I'm doing this travel thing so a traveler Um, and I really think I was was thinking about this I've been called here in a sense to be sort of a messenger Um, I really just enjoy people Um, so anytime I meet someone I'm like yes or you know meet someone have a good interaction um, or bad but I'm like, yes, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like Mm -hmm. in some shape or form, I was supposed to meet this person, give them a piece of me um, and vice versa. Um, Yeah. I don't know if that's cheesy, but I'm all about like love, human connection, uplifting people, specifically black people. But yeah. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Can you tell us a little bit more about the work that you do um, through Mm -hmm. Yumi Travel and then also Black Travel Journey? Yeah. Um, so, so basically the founder, uh, her name's Sydney and she started this Instagram community only like a year ago. So it's it's still like a brand new baby. And, uh, she put out a PSA that she needed help. And I responded like sometime really early last year. Um, she got in contact with me and I just started helping her. Basically she was trying to start this community, but she had a full-time job. Um, and I started doing like the social media and curating the images and responding to comments and kind of like this community management thing. So I took on that role. Uh, since then, the team's grown and there's a few of us and we're just trying to figure it out. Um, it's been fun. Yeah, I love doing work with her. 
Uh, and then for You Me Travel, uh, that's my personal blog, which started as a food blog, actually, a few years oh. ago. Yeah, I still talk about food. And the name of my website is actually still You Me Lunch. I just threw the travel part on the end. <laughs> um, but it's a healthy mix of both. And yeah, since then, it's kind of branched into another sector, which is me creating itineraries and helping people plan their trips, which is like the business side of the blog, I'd say. I love that. So how have you been able to kind of overlap the because I, I too started, I mean, I started this business in October and yeah. I'm just trying to figure it out as I go. And it also has <laughs> just developed into this, into what it is today. And I'm sure it will continue to change and develop. But um, I'm really interested in kind of the overlap of food and travel mm-hmm. and how, you know, what's kind of your best advice to travelers as far as um, eating healthy or eating well when they're, when they're traveling? Honestly, I've found that while traveling, eating is, it seems like, okay, I'm going on this trip, I'm going to be there for three weeks, I'm going to eat everything in sight, and I'm going to come back like 10 pounds heavier. It never happens that way, because even if you are more of like a luxury traveler versus like that backpacker adventure, there's always a really good mix of um, activity and I always find that I do more abroad daily than I do at home so like at home I commute to work you know I go sit at a desk and because I do still have a full-time job mm-hmm. I go sit at a desk and you know I'm moving around but not how you are when you're traveling you're walking from this place and this museum and this hotel so it's you're constantly moving um, on top of just doing other activities so every time I go abroad I find that the food is fresher and seems less processed. Um, so I don't, and I do a lot of activities, so I don't end up putting on as many pounds as I think. So food's a big part of my experience. And I don't limit myself, honestly. When I go, um, I'm kind of like all diets out the window. All if I enjoy eating healthy. So if I can eat uh, a nice salmon here at home with a salad, I'll do the same thing abroad. Mm-hmm. But I'm also gonna have like my cheese and wine and crackers and everything else under the sun. Um, so yeah, I don't limit myself to food. <laughs> well, yeah, you got to try the wines and the cheeses and the crackers from everywhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not all the same. <laughs> and I need to know which ones I like the best. <laughs> awesome. So you can answer this question in, in any one of the realms that you're currently involved in because you're you're involved in a lot, which is impressive to have a nine to five job and be running all these Instagram accounts and a blog and all that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But my question is what obstacles did you have to overcome to get to where you are today? Yeah. So I'd say I'm trying to think where to like start with this going back to before I even started any of all, any of this. Mm -hmm. Um, when I first, hit the publish button on my first blog. Like even that was a roadblock in a sense um, because I just, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know anybody else that was a blogger at the time. I don't, I mean, in retrospect I did, but no one personally, Um, even just getting started was a big deal. Um, But since then kind of navigating entrepreneurship and what that means to me and where I see things going and how big the vision is. Every day I just feel like there's not necessarily a roadblock, but just 
something that could potentially be an obstacle in the future. And I'm just like, hmm, how am I going to get over that hurdle? So I read a lot of books. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, I have mentors and all those things help me navigate obstacles as they come. Um, so, yeah, I just take everything as it comes to me. <laughs> what podcast do you like to listen to? Oh, my goodness. So many. <laughs> as far as like funny goes, uh, The Read. Have you heard of The Read? I haven't. Oh, it's so good. Um, there's Kid Fury who does, he started on YouTube doing like um, video game reviews and he's just like really funny. And Crystal, she's like a social commentator. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about like pop culture, um, black excellence, stuff like that. Uh, it cracks me up. I also listen to, okay, this is one that's kind of revealing like my old soul, I guess. <laughs> but um, Monique, the comedian. Oh my and gosh. <laughs> her husband have a podcast and it's called Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. Uh, so they talk about relationship stuff, but they also just talk about like funny things. And she's from Baltimore and so am I originally. I don't know. I can just relate to her. But then sometimes they say stuff that's just like whoop, way over my head. That was for the 40 and over club, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that one keeps me laughing, too. Um and I just kind of find random ones that I like sometimes too, and I listen to an episode or so. So have you yeah. listened to another round? No, what's oh, that? it's so good. They both work for Buzzfeed, and so oh. they're talking about women's issues and black culture issues, and they mm-hmm. tell stories, and uh, you know they have all sorts of interviews and guests and things like that. And um, I started following a lot of. Um, like hair bloggers because of them because they had them mm-hmm. on the show giving advice and I was like this is awesome so oh. you gotta check it out another round I think it oh actually started off because they were drinking during it <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and you know they buy rounds for people pop culture references and that kind of thing oh so, that's so funny I yeah. didn't even think of another round like that but now it makes sense yeah they're awesome uh, oh, cool. I'll check it out yeah you should so how do you practice self-care while you're traveling Basically, just doing what I want to do and not even in the like, oh, I do whatever I want. Just like I said with the food, I don't limit myself when I'm traveling. Um, So that's food. I try to be I'm not usually like a yes man. I don't just say yes to anything. But when I'm traveling, I try to be that way Mm -hmm. because all these experiences just come about. Um, So it sounds kind of crazy, but I take care of myself when I'm traveling by trying to meet other people who I wouldn't meet at home. And it's a form of like therapy in a way because you end up talking to these people who you never would have met in a million years. Um, and it feels like a form of self-care. But in the more like traditional sense, I'd say, I do what I do at home, like me and my friends, or I travel with my best friend most of the time. Um, and so we'll go for like walks. We'll find the best place in the city to get like um the best vantage point and like sunset sunrise Mm. so that's always very therapeutic i have to see the sunrise preferably over sunset but sunrise sunset anywhere i go it's just always like ah like it feels so good um that wine (laughs) (laughs) um and just any way we can relax it may be like how the locals do um so like in morocco you go and get like scrubbed um and go i forget how to pronounce it and i don't want to say it wrong but there's like bath rituals that they do there um and we did that basically they scrub you down in um i, I think it's salt 
um, and it's like exfoliated in the dead skin, and then they rub you in like argan oil, and yeah, it's therapeutic. Wow, is this like a massage? Yeah. Are you naked? <laughs> yeah, so I think yeah, you could be naked, or like most people just have on a um, a bathing suit. Actually, I don't know if you can be naked because it's Morocco. I think you have to have on. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we had a bathing suit, so I'm pretty sure you have to have on a bathing suit. And then yeah, they just massage you, scrub you down, and then they make argan oil there. So you just get this nice little glisten from the argan oil. And then I went to Bucharest recently, too. There was this huge place there with all these pools and spas and slides. It was crazy. They had, like, indoor saunas. Every sauna had a different theme and smell. So, like, one was tropical. Um, the other one was, like, herbs or something. It was, it was crazy. I love that. And where, where did you say that was? Bucharest, Romania. Which wow. is the most bizarre place I never thought I would go, but it was super cool. Can you tell me a little bit more about, because didn't you give um, a pitch similar to Shark Tank and you ended up winning funding for travel and Yumi Travel? Yeah. Can you tell um, me about that? Yeah, for sure. So I'm actually um, a recent graduate. I graduated this year uh, in May from university. Thank you. Uh, it was a long time coming. <laughs> and uh, so my last semester, I was in the entrepreneurship minor and we had a competition. It was Shark Tank style and all these local business owners. There was a few like lawyers, just people, you know, that were respected in the community and they were the judges. And then me and everyone in my class, me and everyone in my class, it was two other people. <laughs> Um, we had to come up with the business idea at the beginning of the semester. We worked on the plan with our teacher all semester, and she found us a mentor. And then in the end, the like final project was to do the competition. When she first told us that it was a part of the syllabus, I was like so mad. I was like, I'm not doing this. This is dumb. Why do I need to do this? And I'm so glad I did it in the end, and not just because I won, but because it was really a great experience. And I've, a lot of the startup world and startup travel world has pitch competitions. Um, and a lot of people go on to, you know, get their initial funding that way. So it was a good first experience. And yeah, but that's kind of how it all started. That's so cool. So then what are your plans going forward? I'm trying to keep growing the blog, of course, because, you know, that's kind of what people see first. Um, and it's an extension of me. Then on the other side, with the um, Yumi Travel and the itineraries, the itineraries are working for now. They're cool. I've had a lot of great customers. Not a lot, a small amount, but it's a lot to me. Uh, <laughs> great customers. And I'm kind of just building that business mindset and, you know, building rapport with people so we can go on to tell other people. But I'm also trying to explore other avenues because I honestly don't see itineraries being the end game um it's cool for now but i don't know if there's longevity in it um so i am actually working on some mastermind events like in-person travel events Fun. Um, yeah and that's like my biggest focus right now so that's awesome well yeah are, are the itineraries mainly for people who have never traveled before or just need some guidance Who's like your, your target target audience yeah. of that? Basically, I hate when people say it's like for everyone. When someone goes onto the website, um, they have a choice of 
you know, like, am I a beginner traveler, intermediate or expert? Get a feel from the beginning in what way they need my help. Mm -hmm. Because I've had somebody reach out to me who is another blogger, who is an expert. She's just never been to the place that I've been to. So I have that other insight that she's looking for. Um, So in that respect, I wouldn't probably one charge as much um, just because I would probably just literally, she doesn't need any of my help to find a flight or when to know to book your hotel or anything like that. Mm -hmm. She would literally just need the steps to navigate this country. Whereas someone on the other hand, who might be an intermediate traveler who's been a few places um, or they've traveled domestically, but not internationally. Um, that's mostly who I've been helping. People who have been somewhere before, but not necessarily abroad, or they've been abroad, but you know it was a quick trip or it was to visit like their home country, but never anywhere else, stuff like that. What advice would you give to someone who wants to follow in your footsteps? You didn't, but that's oh, heavy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this whole travel thing for me... Um, started when I studied abroad. I'm so happy that I did that. And honestly, one, I wasn't too big of a fan of going to school in the first place. I was just like, I can figure this out. I don't need college. So one, I'm glad I went. Obviously, you don't need college to be a blogger or to start your own business. But for me, it was the link between travel and I. Um, So I definitely don't think that I would be where I am now if I didn't study abroad. I know I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm so thankful because my mom's the one who actually pushed me and encouraged me to do that. From the moment I stepped foot on campus, she was like, mind you, no one's studying abroad that first year because you can't. But she's like telling me to go to all the meetings and find out about everything because honestly, she was living vicariously through me. (laughs) She never dreamed of, you know, traveling. Uh, She grew up differently than I did. So it just wasn't like something that she even thought about. Um, So she really wanted me to. One, I would say if someone is in university or school in a, or in a, even high school, a position where you have um, a chance to go on some type of study abroad, if it's not for six months, if it's for, I've known people that um, do high school programs and it's for two weeks in the summer. Um, so getting to travel in some way, shape or form outside of what you know, because what I knew up until that point was like Disney, you know, um, driving to Myrtle Beach, which is all still travel. But I didn't really make that transformation until I went abroad for a long term. So that's definitely one of the keys. Um, I don't know. I think that's a great one. I okay. That's. <laughs> I mean, that is my study abroad. I studied abroad the first time when I was seventeen. I went to Spain. Yeah. I don't know why my parents let me do that, but they did, <laughs> and and I was hooked. And yeah. because of that, I'm I'm. I knew I wanted an element of anything that I did business-wise to incorporate giving back. And so 5% of mm-hmm. all of our proceeds are going to the same study abroad scholarship or the same study abroad program that I used when I studied abroad in college. And so, nice. yeah, so it's going to, to scholarships. So I'm excited about that. Oh, I love that. I was honestly thinking about like recently um, because every year my school, well, they didn't ask me this year, but the last two years, my school has asked me to um, basically like get on Skype and or in person and talk to the people who are going to the program that I went to after. Uh, um, and I've been trying to think of a way, I think of it in 2018, that I can like pair up with them and maybe like help someone who needs to get their passport in order to study abroad or 
you know, like fund one person every semester who's trying to go mm-hmm. with their passport or with other things that they need help with. I don't know, in some way. So that's super cool that you can give back to the people who are doing the same thing as you. Yeah. Yeah, it's super cool. Awesome. That's the last mm-hmm. question I have is just where where can listeners go to learn more about you? So my blog first. Um, it's called youmelunch.com. Instagram, because <laughs> I'm a big Instagram head. Um, and on there, I'm Brie, B-R-I dot Yumi Travel. Um, and that's where I really, I don't know, it's an extension of the blog. I really talk a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Brie, thank you so much for sharing all of your insights with us. I definitely want to go to Morocco now. If I didn't already before, your pictures are so gorgeous. Y'all should really go check her out. Technology can be a beautiful thing, but when you lose interviews that you recorded months and months before, it can be quite upsetting. Today, I was actually supposed to post an interview that I did with Jasmine Cabrera. Long story short, I ended up posting Breeze today instead. It just so happens that this is actually Bree's birthday, February 28th, last day of February. So a big happy birthday to you, Bree. It's by total accident that this ended up being your week, but I'm glad that it did. I'm very thankful for your time, and I hope you have a fantastic birthday.